Happy Thanksgiving. It's a good day to be in church. Wendy, is anything out there? This is nothing for a newfie. This is nothing. Any newfies at church today? Okay, that's good. A few of you. Um, we're glad you joined us today. I'm actually, I have a... What's that it, mean? It's like I feel. It's like a drive-by or something. <laughs> for a moment. Just, if you didn't get that, you're not... It wasn't me. You don't know about Spryfield. Okay. Dartmouth people, you have nothing to laugh at. Okay. Uh, I have a co-preacher today, uh, my co-pastor today. I see the Lido's. Is that the Lido's? Hey. Why are you... Okay, everybody, just for a second, even online, these little stinkers are supposed to be on vacation, but it's so good to see you. Do you have power you, you at your house? Is that why you're here? There's no power at your house? No, okay. We're glad you're here, and we're yeah, glad online you. is here today. Yes, I am. And so as I was thankful. saying, they have an upgrade today because I have a co-preacher today. Yeah. So got some my th- turkey cooked. Yep. Got the word of God coming. It's a good Thanksgiving. My God, it was full of it. It's good. Full of dressing, full of God. Um, what they don't know is that you preach at me every single day. I can't help it. <laughs> and <laughs> she leads me to the altar, and um, I repent so every day, and God's yeah. grace every day. Yeah. But today we were talking, this week we were talking about thankfulness and what God wants to do in it, what he's done in our lives and what he's doing in yes. our church. Yeah. And we're going to share this together. Yeah, I'm excited Amen. to share that Amen. personal journey. If you have yep. your Bible today, Psalm 1, if you have your Bible, can you turn it on uh, to Psalm 107? If you have your Bible, you can turn it on. Um, turn on that screen or turn to your Bible. 107, verse 1 and 3. Just read it. I'm going to read it again and encourage you this morning. Again, we're glad you've joined us today for church. Glad you ha- have visited us. And we're glad that you're here on this Thanksgiving Sunday. And our goal is always that you would fall in love with Jesus, uh, be more in love with him, and know that he has a plan for your life. God is good. Amen. And uh, we're glad that you've joined us today. Psalm 107, starting in verse 1. Psalm 7, starting in verse 1, says this, says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. He has redeemed you. Has, he, has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out and tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. He has gathered the exiles from many lands, from the east and the west, and the north and the south. I don't know. There's times in my life where I felt like an outcast. I felt far from God. I felt like I didn't belong. I didn't fit in. I felt like there was no people to join with me. I'm so thankful God has gathered his people to him. That he knows your name. He knows the plan for your life. He wants to heal you, forgive you, help you, launch you, fill you full of purpose and his presence. And he's still gathering exiles from many lands. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. We're in a series right now. Uh, called Jesus Town. And it's what, what does daily life look like built on Jesus Christ? And we say it all the time we are Jesus people here. We're not just uh, church attenders, we're not just a community, we're not just Nova Church. We are Jesus followers. If you cut us, we would bleed a passion for Jesus. And we're growing in that. We may not be always where we need to be, but we are going in that direction. We are passionate about Jesus. We cast off religion. We cast off just going through the motions. We refuse to make ourselves kings of our lives and leaders of our lives. We embrace Jesus as Lord. And everybody said, today we'll talk on this Thanksgiving-themed message today on this title, Thank You in Advance. Thank you in advance. Here's what I know about Jesus' followers is they are thankful. They are thankful thankful. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for your presence. I pray today you would stir up faith in this room. I pray you'd stir up thankfulness in this room. God, I know that you're close. You're as close 
as the mention of your name. So Jesus, I thank you that your presence is here, both online and in person. I pray we'd leave here more aware of your presence, more full of your power, and more passionate about making you Lord of our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Are you full of thankfulness today? How many would say they're full of thankfulness today? Jesus followers are thankful. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look to someone to your left or your right or behind you and tell them something you're thankful for today. Come on, what are you thankful for today? Something you're thankful for. I'm thankful for you today. Thankful for our family. Thankful for this church. You're thankful today. Thankfulness is more than a holiday. I believe as Jesus followers, it's part of our DNA. Here's what I know about reading scripture. Jesus gave thanks. Jesus was thankful. When you read scripture and read through the life and teachings of Jesus, he was thankful. I want to read a verse here in John 11, uh, verse 40. It says, Jesus responded. Jesus is called up now. There's this Mary and Martha and, his, and, their, and their brother Lazarus who were friends of Jesus. And Lazarus was sick and they asked Jesus to come and heal him. But Jesus had other things he was doing. When he finally showed up, Lazarus had now been dead for three days and there was grieving and there was anger and there was confusion. And then Jesus shows up and goes, hey, in verse 40, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? Verse 41. So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you. Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth, and Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Jesus gave thanks. Now, I don't know if this is the proper term. We change terms all the time. But I was growing up, we called it the magic words. Remember this in school? At home, the magic words. And there's these two magic words they say when you want something from someone, you say, so good today. If you want something, you say, and then once you get something from someone and you've received it, you say, you guys know the magic words too. Please and thank you. Here's what's interesting, I thought, in reading scripture, understanding what is it like as a Jesus follower, how does our lives change? What does it, how does it look different? How does our behavior, our habits, our life look with Jesus at the center? Jesus was thankful. If we are to be a Jesus follower, we are thankful. Here's what I noticed. Jesus said thank you before receiving something and before seeing something. See, I was taught you say please before you get something, and you say thank you after you receive it. Uh, it's a very Canadian thing. We actually say when we bump into people, we say sorry. Have you noticed this? Any world travelers in New York, they say forget about it. They don't say anything. But you know you're Canadian when you just bump into somebody or someone gets in your way and you don't say, excuse me. You just say, I'm sorry. We're sorry for everything. That's why there's a famous song by Bieber called I'm Sorry. Uh, there's a, we're, just, we're sorry about everything. But I've learned that Canadians are also known for being very polite. In fact, an airline statistic came out yesterday. The story of, of, of airlines said they found Americans to be more polite than Canadians. I think that's fake news right there. I was like, I'm sorry? <laughs> I'm sorry? I don't think so. Please, and thank you. Here's what I noticed about Jesus is that he thanked the Father before he received and before he saw. Now, if we're not careful, we'll just cast that off going, oh, that's just something, that's just in Scripture. It's a small detail. It doesn't really matter. I believe today 
on this Thanksgiving Sunday, there's a truth as Jesus followers. Because so many times we're looking for something. We're asking for something. We're looking forward for a provision. But Jesus knew something that I believe that we need to know today and be reminded of. Is that Jesus thanked God before he received. In fact, I don't see very often in the scripture where Jesus says please to the Father. He thanks him before he receives. Before Lazarus was raised from the dead, before he came out, he said, thank you that you hear me. Because Jesus knew what we need to know is that he had trust in God. And we see this pattern over and over in scripture. The feeding of the 4,000 men, it says he thanked God before the miracle of provision. Matthew 15, 36, he took seven loaves and fish, and he thanked God for them. Then he broke them into pieces and gave them to the disciples who distribute the food to the crowd. And as they gave it and as they broke it, it multiplied. So much so, there was 12 baskets left over, feeding a multitude and thousands and then feeding themselves. Interesting, Jesus, before provision, thanked God before he received it. I, I, I like to think I'm a polite person. I, 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 I'm a person, I believe, I was trained by my parents well, I say please and thank you. I feel like all I do Sundays walk around here to our team and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Because we have such an amazing team. Jesus here knew something that I believe he wants to teach us today, is that he thanked God before the provision. We see it at the Last Supper. Jesus here is getting ready to go to the cross to forgive us for our sins, to redeem mankind. Watch this. He thanked the Father before the cross and before the resurrection, before he put himself as a ransom, before he needed that strength on the cross, and before God's spirit raised him from the dead, he starts and he says this in Luke twenty-two nineteen. He took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus was teaching them, going, here's what's going to happen. In a few days, I'm going to, I, I'm going to die, be rose from the dead. You're going to be forgiven for your sins. And he said, I thank God before, before he even broke the bread and used the illustration, Jesus thanked him. He thanked God before Lazarus was raised. He thanked God before the people were fed. And he thanked God before the cross. Jesus understood the power of a faith-filled thank you. A faith-filled thank you. Thank you before receiving something is the ultimate trust in a relationship. I don't know if you have those relationships. But when you say thank you before you receive something, it's the ultimate trust. And we were talking about trust this week. We were talking about trustworthiness and the power of that. Nancy, unpack that for us. I absolutely love the word of God. I love it. You need it. You can't do anything apart from it. And that's what is so beautiful when we come into the church and hear the word. Um, I've been on a little bit of a personal journey this year that began back in January. And I know God to be trustworthy. And I wanted to share that with your hearts today. I wanted to just take a second and walk you through what that journey has looked like for me. Because I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that we have a trustworthy God. There's two parts of that journey for me this year, and it's been the fact of God's precepts. We know his promises. We know what his word, well, I mean, if you don't know what his word says, then that unpacks a lot of how our trust is broken. But his word tells us that his hands, the mighty works of those hands, are faithful and they're just. 
and his precepts are trustworthy. That's who, that's what the word tells us. But who God is has changed me this year. His very presence and not just precepts. And so this year, I had been a part of an amazing leadership session that was online. And complete strangers that don't know me. And so it was authentic and real and very spiritual. And at the end of those Zoom sessions, there was an opportunity to receive prayer. And so I go down to the basement, which I lovingly call our cottage. Let's just say I won't call it our cottage anymore because people are confused and thinking that we have a cottage. We don't have a cottage. We have a basement. Continuing. I sat downstairs, and it had been four months of this leadership. And it was April the 10th. I remember it exactly because it was Easter Monday, and it was my son's birthday, his 19th birthday. And I sat downstairs with my AirPods in just weeping and weeping and weeping about the progress that God had brought me through with trust. So at the end of this journey, it was all coming to an end. I had three people on the other side of this Zoom call who were going to pray for me. They only knew my name. And as soon as it starts, it's super, super quiet. And then this one of the ladies says, Nancy, I pray for you to know that God is trustworthy. That he is always, always, always holding you with care and concern. That he is a God that is the true source and I don't know how long you've journeyed with God, but not one word is wasted with him. Let me tell you, not one word. And so I sat listening to this instruction of, I, I know, God, you are trustworthy. I know. But what does that really mean? Because my faith, I'm simple enough to believe. I'll, I'll let you in on that. I'm 48 years old, and I give my trust easy. Have I had great examples of that trust? Not so much. But because of my walk with the word and learning about what God's word said, I've, I find it really easy to trust. This is, you know, okay, when you're married to somebody for 23 years, you know what they say is trustworthy. You know that how they say it is trustworthy. So when God was saying his word to me, I feel I had a gap. I feel like the trust part, even though I gave it away and I, and I was eager to give trust, I felt like I had a gap. And today I'm so thankful. Like when Mike actually says, I'm going to do the dishes today right after I get back from the gym. Is that true or false? It's actually false. <laughs> but when my husband tells me, I got it, he means he's got it. And he's trustworthy. And I don't know what examples you've had in your life of reading God's word or finding somebody who actually has their trust put in the person of Jesus. I don't know what you've experienced, 
But I know that this word is for you today. I know that it's for you today. Because this was a personal word for me that I didn't feel was to be shared corporately until we started unpacking what that actually means to be thankful. What are you thankful for? There's so much I'm thankful for, but who is much greater than anything I have? His presence, how you can lean in, how he can lead you. I just want to leave you with one more thing about his word. It says that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, my God. Do you know what? That's what his word says when you trust in him. I know in this room there's a lot you have to navigate. You have to figure out child care, your, your parenting, your finances. But do you notice that it says there when you dwell in that shelter of the Most High that you actually get to rest? I'm thankful for a God who is trustworthy so that I can rest. Proverbs tells us, that you can do things in yourself. Yep, it says that. It goes, oh yeah, you can trust completely in your own self. But then it follows up to say, you're a fool. I'm like, Lord, I, I, I want to lean in with your direction. I want to trust in you. I want to be sure that I am reading your word and not having a gap in just the logistics and the precepts. I want to know who you are so that I can trust what your word says because I will caution everybody that all of a sudden we start to take the word and make it what we think it is. And our Savior and our Maker didn't sacrifice his only son so that we could live as fools. He didn't do that. The works of his hands... You can come back. The works of his hands are faithful and just. His precepts are trustworthy. But who he is is what truly is what we need to trust in. Not just what he says, but who he is. I just remembered I promised to vacuum after church today, didn't I? Yep, because we got company coming for Turkey. And I know, I know this is a little different of a feel today, and I can't help but think how important it was for it to be intimate. Um, but yes, the, you, you will keep to your word, because I've just told all these lovely people, and online. Moving on. Thankfulness. <laughs> Thankfulness is um, trustworthy God. Jesus was showing an example when he thanked God. Just think about this. He, in front of people, he thanked God before he received. Some would see that as, conf, as cockiness or, or as pride. Don't mistake confidence for pride. See, see, see pride, confidence is knowing um, what I have in my life. Uh, pride is thinking I'm better than you. You know what I've learned is that you can actually have, we don't do confidence well here on the East Coast generally. We just think, well, we're, we're the least of, and 
People can't say it, but we say it ourselves. Here's what I've learned about following Jesus. You can have a confidence. You're talking about the trustworthiness of God, that God is who he said he is, that we can keep him, uh, hold him to his word. There's a confidence today. It's a faith-filled thanks. Jesus thanked God before he received. Thanking God before you receive is confidence. Here's how I heard someone say, how do you explain the confidence of knowing you have a God that is faithful, that, you're, that you, he's trustworthy? How do you define that word confidence? The Bible says, come boldly before the throne when you pray. How do you define the word confidence? Here's the best definition I've heard on confidence. Confidence is how you answer your front door. Whether it be an apartment or whether it be a house, how you answer your front door is confidence. You don't know, you don't go to your front door going, I don't know if I belong here. I'm not sure if I should be here. I'm not sure if anybody's allowed to come in. I don't know if I can speak for uh, this house. Why? It's your front door. How I open, I don't open my front door bashful. I don't open, I actually don't try not to open my front door. You know what I'm saying? Remember the old days people knock on the door like, we have company. You're so, who's here? Now when someone rings the doorbell, we all hide. Hide, don't answer the door. We're not home, but both cars are in the driveway. Don't answer. When I answer my door, I have a confidence. Why? I know it's my house. I know what stuff's in there. I know I can speak for. If I want to talk to the cable guy and want to change my internet from this company to that company, I know who's home and who's not. There's a confidence when I answer my door. We can go to the Father with confidence. Some of you go, yeah, but... But it's not our life. It's, it's God's life. It's, he's given us everything. We're not really the owners. That's not a good example. All right. Answer with confidence is how my kids answer my front door. It's not their house. Maddie, it's not your house. My kids don't pay for the power bill. They leave the, she leaves her ceiling fan on for days at a time. They don't fill the fridge, but they go to that fridge and eat all my baby bell cheese. Maddie will take the last Pepsi. It's funny, they invite friends over. They don't need to ask, is it okay? Like, should I, are we allowed to have people over? No, it's, it's my house. They're like, come on, it's my house. Come on in, come on downstairs. Let's have, let's get together. They, 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 it's their car, it's their house, it's their front door. And our, my kids answer the front door. They've never paid the power bill. They've never paid the internet bill. They, 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 they don't know what it is to pay the insurance on the house, but they have the confidence in who their parents are. And it's a confidence when they open their front door. I want to encourage you today. There's needs in this room. And so many times we're like, God, please, would you save our kids? God, would you please heal? God, would you please do something in this area of the world or our lives? And, and it's just this, it's, I'm asking, I'm begging you. When we pray, Jesus prayed long prayers in private and short prayers in public. Why? He had a confidence. Sometimes I pray long prayers in public because I'm trying to build up thinking maybe God will listen, maybe I deserve him to, to, to answer my prayer. Go, please, God, you know so-and-so, they're a good person, they're faithful. God, you know you have a plan for their life. God, if you're, would you able to maybe heal them or bless them? There is a confidence that comes when we thank God. Church, I want to just bless you with a, it's a faith-filled thanks. That we can thank him before we received. Jesus' followers are full of faith-filled thanks. That's what worship is. When we worship God, some of you are like, I don't feel like worshiping God. No, no, it's a thanks going. I'm going to hold him at his word. We're going to sing Cornerstone in a moment. Can we switch it up? We're going to sing Cornerstone in a moment. And we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. And some of you, you're full of thanks today because God, you've seen God be faithful. But others of you, there's needs in this room. It might be a raising of the dead. It might be provision or it might be a, a, a feeding. It might be something relationally, financially. It might be something vocationally. I don't know what it is for you. But I believe we have a confidence because he is trustworthy. 
when you know God is good and who he is, who his word says he is, there's a confidence that fills your heart. You just answer the front door going on. I can speak for God. God, thank you that you're going to provide for me. Thank you that you, my kids are not too far gone. Thank you that you control my health. Thank you that you're helping with my job. Thank you that you're building your church. Thank you that you're helping my mental health. Thank you that you're helping my relationships. Thank you you have the right plan for me. There's a confidence, and it's a faith-filled thanks. Church, in a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to worship. I'm going to give you an opportunity today on this Thanksgiving Sunday to thank God before you receive it. That's what worship is, going, God, I just praise you today. I know you're trustworthy. Even as Nancy said, you're trustworthy. I know your character because I've read it. I, I, I know your word because I, I have it in my heart. And God, I know you are who you say you are. You're not a man that you would lie about doing the dishes. You are faithful and trustworthy. And you hold to your word. And you're the cornerstone of my life. And I want to thank you already for that relationship. I want to thank you for that provision. I want to thank you for that healing. I want to thank you for your goodness. And something starts to happen in your life. Jesus stood up and he thanked God and then received. Church, I want to change our faith in this room. So many times we're praying, saying, please, God, would you? Say, no, 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 no. God, you are good. And if you are who you say you are, we can say thank you with faith-filled thanks. Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet today. On this Thanksgiving Sunday, can you raise your voice in this room? You know, trust actually is defined as reliable, dependable, full of integrity, and honest. That's the nature of God. And I feel like in my heart, I'm just wondering if maybe you've come into agreement with something that's opposite to that trust. Maybe you've come into agreement with disappointment. Maybe you've come into agreement with loneliness. Maybe you've come into agreement with something that's so opposite to who the nature of God is. Again, you know what his word is telling you. You know the precepts. But somewhere inside of you, you've come into agreement with something that's so contrary to who God is. He can't lie. He didn't form and fashion you and call you to leave you lonely. He didn't form and fashion you so that you could live in disappointment. Right. He's trustworthy. He is the only source that can come in and be reliable, even when it looks awful. That's, that's life. But life with Jesus and walking in faith looks very different with your trust. Very different. So today, I'm just wondering if maybe in your heart, in this room, you've come into agreement with something that's contrary to the trustworthy God that we have as a Savior. And if you are, this is your moment. That the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not magical. It is the authority and the identity of Christ Almighty that we can be thankful for. We can be thankful in his freedom. We can be thankful in his redemption. Disappointment, disappointment leads you lead living and believing a lie. That's what that does. Let's tell the truth. That leads you living a lie. You will have relationship if your heart desires 
You will be healthy in Jesus' name. In body, soul, and spirit, I rebuke loneliness. I say loneliness has no place in this room, in the hearts of anointed people. So what's your need today? You got a need today? We're going to thank God. Jesus. In a moment, we're going to lift our hands all over this place and we're going to sing these songs. Alex, you're going to lead us. You have a need today? Thank God in advance. God, it's a faith-filled of our thanks. praise. God. We're not waiting till we see it to say thank you're you. Worthy, we're God. saying thank you now. Say, God, thank you because you are God and you are good. We, yes. kept, we keep you at your word. You, it's God. a faith-filled thanks all over this room. Come on. If you're able to, let's raise our hands today. Come on, Alex, lead us in the song. It's a faith-filled thanks. He is our cornerstone. You have a need today? We thank him in advance. We just thank you in advance right now for the miracles in this room, for the strength for the weak, for healing for the sick. Father, we thank you for uh, healing and rest restoration of marriages and relationships. We thank you in advance, full of faith. We're thanking you now, God, you are good. God, would you bless us now even as we go? Would you fill us with faith? Father, you are trustworthy today on this Thanksgiving weekend that what you started, 
you will finish in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. We love you, church. Have an amazing Thanksgiving. We love you so much. We'll see you next Sunday. No prayer room on Monday night. We'll see you Friday morning for prayer. Coffee is flowing. God bless you, and we'll see you next Sunday. Think you're